And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. And it left the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Trapped, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, so. Country music and fine moonshine. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, Jim here, Boots and Whiskey Podcast. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the show here. We have the wonderful Andrea Vasquez with us. Um, we had a great time talking to her. We, um, we found out a lot of new things that we weren't totally aware of. Um, we're going to get into it, but there's like a whole... And this is going to make me sound super ignorant and all that shit, but uh, whatever. You know, you don't know what you don't know until you're told, right? Um, but there's like a whole like Latino country music scene that I had no idea about and I want to know more. I'm not going to lie to you. I want to know more. So if you're part of that scene down in Nashville, reach out to us because I want to hear your stories too. Um, absolutely fantastic listening to her talk about herself, her upbringing, you know, everything that has gone on in her life. It was super, super, super cool to talk to Andrea about everything. Um, so a big thank you to her for coming on the show. A big thank you to everybody for making that has made this episode happen happen. Um, can't do it without you guys. If it's your first time here, welcome. Um, my voice is a little raspy. I've been battling this damn head cold or whatever over the last few days. And we have two episodes coming out on Friday. If you haven't already, go check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, the whole nine yards. Um, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok are the ones to go to. Um, that's where we post the most. <laughs> that rhymed. Um, so, yeah, I hope everybody has, you know, their countdowns to Christmas coming up. Um, hopefully everything is ready to go. I'm sure it isn't. If you're like me, it's not even close. Um but yeah, so thanks again for tuning in. Um, and yeah, that's it, I think. That's all I got for this one. Um, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Uh, if you're new here, we are kind of like an off-the-cuff kind of podcast where everything is, you know, new to us. There is no planned out questions. We just kind of shoot the shit. And we get real conversations out of it. So we enjoy our guests so much for that. So thank you all. And thank you, Andrea, for coming on. So without further ado, guys, our conversation with Andrea Vasquez. Enjoy. We want to give a big thank you to our friends over at Off the Rails here in Worcester, Massachusetts. You can find them at offtherailsworcester.com. They have a great restaurant a great music venue. They have everything you would want to feel like in Nashville right here in Central Mass. If you're ever in the area, check out the restaurant, check out the music venue. Again, offtherailsworcester.com, 90 Commercial Street, Worcester. Check them out. Good morning, Andrea. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so Thank much for having me on. Oh, Thanks for so much for getting up early and 
doing this with me. I appreciate, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, no, seriously, no problem at all. It's, uh, we, uh, we covered a show last night, so I feel like I drank so many beers and I had nothing like to drink. You ju- like you were just going to sleep. <laughs> oh my God. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things where like, I looked at the time when I went to sleep and I was like, oh, I got plenty of time to, to, <laughs> to sleep. And then I was like, you know what, maybe I should set my alarm <laughs> just, <laughs> just in case I don't get up like at my normal time. And thank God I did because I would have, I would still be sleeping. Hey, I feel that. Oh man. So how are you? I'm great. I'm great. Everything's been really good since the EP release, and we're even working on even more new music. So it's been a busy year. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm not sure what your team has told you, but this is like about you. You know, I want you to kind of tell us your story and, you know, catch us up to speed with you. And I'm going to, you know, kind of jump in here and there and, you know, ask the hard hitting questions. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have a little fun. Sounds great. So who are you? What are you doing? Why are you here? <laughs> Loaded question of the day. Yeah. Um, Nothing like to start any... your Friday off that way. Huh? Yeah. So for anyone listening and who isn't familiar with me or my music, I'm Andrea Vasquez. I'm a country singer-songwriter here in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I'm originally from California. I am Latin American, Mexican-American to be more specific. And um, I'm really excited just kind of about this whole Latin movement too, that's coming to Nashville and just the support. And um, I love to, you know, I've been, I've been doing this for such a long time and I feel like I'm getting to a point in my career where I'm like, okay, I'm starting to see some things get together or, you know, be put together. So behind every, every new artist, there's been so many years of work and, I feel like that's starting to kind of, you know, hold its truth this year. Yeah, you know, and forgive forgive my ignorance, right? Because I'm yeah. I'm, I'm just not familiar with it. Um, explain to me that um, how um, how your heritage, right? Is that fair to say your Mexican heritage? Yeah. Is, um, how how does that you know coincide with? you know, country music, you know, I know there's like, you know, um, beautiful Mexican guitar music out there and stuff like that. Is that, is it kind of similar? They definitely do go hand in hand to some extent. You know, I feel like country Western music, especially like that whole Texas feels very similar to traditional Mexican and Latin music. So they do, they, the two are kind of go hand in hand, but it's just been cool to see a, a lot more artists of diverse backgrounds be, you know, um, kind of get like their spotlight this year and in the last couple of years too. So it's been really interesting to see that happen. Yeah. You know, country music has definitely shifted, right? Regardless sure. of maybe what the mainstream wants to push out there. Say, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I'm glad you laughed at that because I'm over here rolling my eyes like to the point of the back of my head that I can see my brain. Uh, I mean, you have to laugh at it because it's you so do. crazy. You know, it, it is crazy. <laughs> you know, again, this is not like a political fucking show or, you know, no. but anything like that. But like, you know, anybody that follows country music knows that, you know, whatever whatever is pushed out there is not the case. Um, and And I love that what you're doing is, you know, really showing that because you have such a, you have such a beautiful sound and, 
a beautiful voice that, you know, is fits into what's going on in country music and, you know, the independent scene, but also is very uniquely you as well. And I think it's fantastic. Thank you. I really appreciate it. No, no problem. So how, how do you, right, living, growing up in California, having this, you know, Mexican descent, how, how does country music play into everything? Because, you know, I think anybody with a, you know, just a, with a thought is like, why is, you know, why is this, you know, excuse, excuse my, you know, my terminology, but why is this beautiful Mexican girl singing country music? Yeah. And, you know, my, I actually grew up in a very um, musical family. My, I have cousins and all sorts of friends in the industry that are from, you know, Burbank, California. That's where our family's really from. And we, my, my parents and I, we all grew up in, I spent some time in Northern Virginia. I feel like that's where the country came from. There it is. Northern yep. Virginia, Northern Virginia is not too country, but, you know, I grew up a lot of that because my, that's what my peers were, you know, we grew up listening to my mom and I loved strong female powerhouses like Shania Twain and Fatil and Martina McBride, the chicks, you know, and I just always was obsessed with the whole storytelling aspect in country music that makes it just so much more different and special. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, I think you're right. You know, it's, I mean, I would argue that, you know, in music right now and in with the last 20 years, like I think, you know, the, the female powerhouses are coming out of country music. You know, they may not get the credit they deserve, but, you know, for, I think for a young, for a young girl coming up in music, like these, these are the girls you're looking after or you're looking at. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, you know, I always just fell in love with the storytelling and just the realness of it. I love the instrumentation of it. So to me, when I, you know, I had an interest in music and being a singer at a very young age, it was, you know, I kind of always knew that I wanted to do country. Did you ever try any other genre? I, I have not. I mean, no. I played around with, you know, a little bit of Latin stuff here and there, but for fun, but you know, true to me has really been country and don't get me wrong. I listen to all sorts of music, every genre. Um, in my head, I'm like, Oh, it'd be so fun to do all the things, but you know, country's definitely where my, where, where it's at for me. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So growing up while, while you're, you know, learning all these instruments and doing all these things is, you know, when you're playing, you know, cause I read somewhere that you played violin and I think you just said it. Yeah. Too. Um, um, are you, you know, playing country tunes on, 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 you know, on these instruments or are you just kind of doing like the typical, I'm learning these, so I'm playing the typical learn yeah. song? Well, you know, actually, it's funny you say the violin thing. I have not played that since I was maybe like seven. <laughs> Damn. So I do not know. I definitely do not know how to play the violin anymore. Um, it's a shame I stopped, but. But yeah, my parents did, you know, they loved having us learn sheet music and read music and that all, obviously, are, those are all skills, of course, that I use till this very day. But, but no, I wish I would have stayed with violin. Yeah. Could, could you imagine? I could see it now. You play it, you know, you play in the, uh, the violin or the, um, uh, the fiddle, right? And yeah. singing, singing the way you do, you'd be like a, you'd be like a, a unicorn. 
I could right. I would be. I'm like I'm like I've got this like image in my head of you like on stage just like jamming out like that's that would be awesome. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, there's actually like little clips of me playing it when I was super super little in my overthink video. We kind of took old home footage of that time. So yeah, there's proof that I did play it at one point, but awesome. like a very long time ago. That's that's great. That's too funny. <laughs> Now, yeah. you know, so at what point do you say to yourself, you know what, this is what I'm doing? Or like, was there a moment in time where it was, hey, I've got to move to Nashville or the train's going to leave the station? Yeah, it, it, I feel like it really happened in, you know, middle school. It's very hard to like for your parents to take a lot of things that you say seriously. <laughs> but I feel like they did still take me seriously. I think maybe it's because you know, we would spend so much time in the summers visiting my cousins out in LA and they were just always doing the thing, going to auditions, doing stuff like that. So it wasn't ever like, oh, you know, like, no, you have to do this. So, and especially in high school when everybody was kind of thinking about where to go to school, I was like, I want to do music. And, you know, we, I did have to go to a music college and that was awesome. And I'm glad I did back in um, Los Angeles, but but yeah, I mean, I just kind of always knew. I feel like um, we would go to meetings and little auditions and things like that when I was, man, I mean, I had to bring my parents there. So that shows how young I was. I was probably like 15, really. With keeping that Central Mass vibe going, we have to thank our friends over at the DCU Center. Again, here in Worcester, dcucenter.com. They are the premier venue here in Central Massachusetts. They are a mid-size arena. They're the home of the Worcester Railers, the Massachusetts Pirates. Numerous concerts, numerous events. Check them out, dcucenter.com. They are at 50 Foster Street right here in Worcester. Cheers. Damn. Damn. So you didn't yeah, move to so Nashville until after college. Yeah. Yeah. I moved to Nashville just six years ago and um, six, seven years ago. Yeah. It's, it's been going by really fast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get that. The older you get, the years go by faster and faster. Um, Sadly. So what, <laughs> what made you go to Nashville and not stay in LA and, and try the, the scene there? I mean, obviously then country music scene is way better in Nashville but you know you also hear yeah. about people in LA doing the country thing too so what what made you decide yeah. to go to a go to the real the real city you definitely do um I I helped intern um for a management company when I was in college and it was actually a country music management internship and of course I knew I I mean I was I was not meant to be a manager, <laughs> but I got a lot of really great knowledge out of that. And I, I mean, it did not take me long to be like, yeah, I have to be in Nashville. Like, what am I doing? You know? And, yeah. you know, I got some great opportunities and connections in Los Angeles. And obviously I'm so thankful for that. And, you know, it'll always be home, but that's, I mean, Nashville is the place where, you know, you find the best songwriters, the best musicians, the best everything. And I feel like it's just so much easier to make those connections here opposed to, the, you know, there. And I feel like it was a no brainer. And as soon as I started coming to visit more often here in Nashville, I mean, it was, I was like, oh yeah, this is, this feels like a good, happy medium. It's, yeah. it's totally home. Yeah. Now, now when you're in LA, right. And doing the country music thing, 
or the internship that you just mentioned, like what kind, how different is it, you know, between LA and Nashville at, at that level? It's just, I don't know. It's, it's, I just feel like Nashville has like a sense of community that you can just kind of sense immediately. And you just, you know, it's, it's all about the songwriting and the song here and, it's just a very different feel and I you know and that's another thing too I don't even think that it's just country out here that needs to be here I feel like it's all sorts of genres I feel like some of the best alternative indie rock comes out of here I feel like some of the best pop is coming from here and I think that so many people from that I think that's why so many people from LA and all all sorts of places are coming here because they're seeing that yeah, you know, I love that you said that because we, you know, that's something on this show we don't talk much about is like the other um, genres and, you know, popular artists. And I don't mean just like pop music, but popular artists, yeah. you know, in different genres that have come out of they Nashville. They come to Nashville to write. It, it, like they, and like, they don't just come out of, you know, come to Nashville to write, but, you know, some of those guys and girls are, you know, from there or, you know, coming, coming out of there, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, some of the some of the biggest ones I can think of is like a band like the Black Keys, right? Like, yeah, yeah, they're a great, great, great example. Great example, right? And then there's a few others. God, my brain is just, you know, not firing on all cylinders this morning, obviously. But um, you know, and then there's you know the pop realm and the rap realm. You know, you look at look at Jelly Roll and you know somebody like Jesse Murph. I don't know if you know who she is. Um, but you know, they're, they're mm-hmm. climbing and doing incredible things too. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's a great example. I mean, like I said, it's just so many different sounds are coming out of Nashville. And I think a lot of people are starting to see like, Hey, this is where it's at. And I just feel like there's such a, it's a more collaborative vibe is the yeah. best way to put it. Now with that, I'm going to, I'm going to flip it on you, right? This is going to probably it's not negative, but I'm, it sounds probably negative. But do you think that's a good thing for country music? I do. I do think so because, you know, I think it's I think it's cool that everybody's kind of collaborating and I mean, it's only good things. I think that it it's never hurts to bring new sounds and new influences into it. Sure. Now, all right. Now, ready? Ready for this one? Yep. Do you think it's killing country music? I do not. No. <laughs> I do not. And all right, you know, no, it's, all right. It's, well, maybe let me clarify. Do you think it's killing, you know, that quote unquote traditional country music sound? I don't think necessarily, but you know, with time, you know, those songs were recorded decades ago. You know, it's it's when people are like, oh, you know, like it's me this day. I could be like, oh my gosh, pop music was so much better back then. I'm like, I could say that, but I also think that it's just different. You know, we have different technology we've learned to experiment with you know beats and tracks that you know we didn't have back then and it's just different yeah no i i I get it i i totally understand what you're saying and now i'm I'm gonna want to shoot here in the dark and i'm just going to assume you're a little younger than i am um but (laughs) you know thinking about i think you'd still be surprised at my age (laughs) really yeah all right all right uh, let me gauge this. Um, were you? I'm a... an early '90s baby. Really? Yeah. I would never have guessed that. I honestly, looking Thank at your you. pictures, I thought you were like 24. I'm gonna go with that. 
Cool. But that sounds, definitely that sounds not great. 24. <laughs> awesome. Well, then we're just going to go with 24, Andrea. Okay? She's 24. Thank that, you. Perfect. You just made my entire morning. You're, you're so welcome. <laughs> um, well, like, you know, for me, it's, you know, it's tough. You know, it's tough doing this and like looking at, you know, just pictures, right? And not meeting somebody in person, person. And it's like, oh, yeah. you know, it's like, all right, how, you know, there's one girl that I've been talking to that's going to be on the show. And like, we were just shooting the breeze about something. And I'm like, listen, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but like, how old are you? And she's like, oh, I'm 36. And I was like, oh, thank God. Like we think. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. I, I mean? get it. I, yeah. I'm in the over 30 club. I mean, yeah, yeah. I had a my 30th this year. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Happy. Well, you know how you just gave it away. You, you know, <laughs> um Oh, it's so on you, my Instagram. I threw a fabulous 30th because I deserved it. Yeah, out of girl. It's, it's the new 20. That's, you know, honest to God, like, I'm 36. And, like, I look around and I, like, I think about, you know, like, my oldest son is 13. And, okay, you know, the relationship him and I have, you know, he's he's a step. He's not, like, blood, but he's he's my boy, right? Um. And, like, I look at him and, like, the conversations we have and, like, I don't know if it's because we're not blood related, but we have, like, a different relationship. And it's, like, I would never have had the conversations at 13 that him and I have with my parents. And I love that. And that is so cool. I mean, yeah, it, but it is refreshing when you you do meet people who are more closer to our age. You know, I've yeah. had rights with people that, you know, I was actually in a session and who we were with was, like, Oh, I've never really heard much of John Mayer's music. And we're like, what? Yeah, right. Like, oh, and oh. I was like, what? And I think we stopped what we were doing. And we were like, no, no, no. You have to la- watch all these videos now. Like, what are you? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Absolutely. I was just like, oh, my God. I cannot be this old. Like, this, yeah. is, this is not right. Right. You know, because it, <laughs> it's also funny, right? Um, you know, the between you and I, there's enough of a, a year a year gap, right? Where like, it just, you know, there's a difference, right? Still, yeah. um, you know, but I remember, you know, like my wife, right? She's losing her mind about the possibility of NSYNC getting back together and going on tour, right? I am like, on the same page as her. Right, but like, and like, and, the, and of course- but there are people right, but right now you know, you that get, don't get, and, know who they right. are. Right. And you get any younger than like you and like people don't get it. No. You know? They do not. Like the young twenties would be like Backstreet Boys in concert this year. It was amazing. Oh, I would love see But we were like the youngest there. (laughs) Right. Backstreet Boys, this this sounds so gay, but Backstreet Boys for me was like that that was my boy band. Absolutely. God, that sounds sounds so bad. But, like, we saw, we went, you know, because, you know, we're up here in Boston, and uh, so, obviously, like, New Kids was a huge thing, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, we're we're old enough that we just kind of missed the uh, the New Kids craze, but, like, yeah. my sister-in-law, you know, she's... Die hard. Die hard, because, but she's also, you know, north of 40 now, you know, so, like, that was her boy band. Um, yeah. So, like, you know, but we went and saw them. You know, we saw them here, and I'm I'm not sure what their what their following is like outside of the Boston area, but like, it was like I, you would have thought the Beatles were here. I I completely get that. I respect it. 
and I'm not going to lie to you, they were quite entertaining for being, you know, I'm my, uh, you know, north of probably 50 at this point or getting close to it. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, would... I can't do that. I can't move like that. <laughs> right. And you're, and you're 30. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, speaking of like the kind of music we had growing up, you know, outside of country music, how much of that has influenced you? A lot of it has. I mean, I I feel like I'm, and I'm, I'm actually really thankful for that. Be, this because I feel like you just kind of learn like how parenting shapes certain people these days. But I mean, I'm so thankful that my parents had me listening to just about everybody. I mean, I was talking about this to somebody the other day. Like we got, we're in that generation where some of the '70s and the '80s still trickled over to what we were listening to because naturally our parents were still listening to that. And then we also get to grow up with like the nineties and the early two thousands. And I feel like, especially with the nineties, I mean, you can't beat nineties country. Come on. No, no, I don't think you can beat nineties music period, but that's just me. I agree. I agree. So I'm like, we were so lucky to have been in that time period. Yeah. Because I think you're right. I think you just nailed it, honestly, because, you know, I was born in 87. So like by the time, you know, you were born, I was six, right? I was already in kindergarten, first grade, that sort of thing. But like, you know, my parents aren't much older than I am. And, you know, there's only a 20 year difference between my mother and I. And, um, you know, but it was the same thing. Like it was, you know, I grew up on classic rock, the Beatles, Zeppelin, you know, Tom Petty, you know, and the list goes on, right? And growing up as a kid, like for me, it was, the 90s rock and roll it was you know third eye blind it was uh-huh uh, you got was, to listen you know, to a little bit of everything i think right, in our generation right but and, and i think you're right a lot of that classic rock bled into the 90s because you know the 80s had just gone through and the hair metal kind of died and you know people were longing for that that sound again yeah absolutely and, you know, I wonder, you know, now now that I say it, I wonder if that's kind of the, the trend that has gone on in country music, you know, lately where you get the, you know, the Zach Bryans, the Coulter Walls, you know, mm-hmm. of the world. And then you have the other side of the aisle as well, where it is that more, you know. Yeah, poppy. I mean, like, look at what Hardy's doing. I mean, he's right. bringing in rock and then you're like, oh, no one's done this before. Right. I mean, why not? Let's go for it. Right. Right. I love the whole, you know, quote unquote, heavy metal, rock and roll country thing. You know, I think it's awesome. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, I am too. I am too a lot. Um, now, when you, when you're like experimenting, we'll say with, with your sound and what you're doing and songs you're writing, are you trying to stay in a lane or are you trying to, you know, change things up with every, with every release? I definitely want to sound, I I still want to sound like, I feel like my EP is a good um, testament of that, that you could tell that it's my music, but it, not every song sounds the same. You know, I think that I try to make some things be a little more upbeat than others or, play with a little bit more poppy sounds or play with a little more country sounds and certain things, but still have like a healthy balance, you know, ultimately 
I want to start kind of playing around with my Latin roots in some of my music. And I think a lot of the new stuff is going to definitely show that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you had mentioned, you know, I know the, your, um, my brain just, the bed you made mm-hmm. came out back in September. Yes. Right. Now, is that technically an album or or is it an EP? I feel like with the seven songs thing, it could go either way. I feel yeah. like there, you know, a lot of albums, I mean, I think I was listening to like an, a Bruno Mars album and he had like eight or nine songs. I was like, okay, I guess I could call mine an album if yeah. he did it. I can't too. Yeah, oh, um, absolutely. That, and that's why I wanted to ask because I, I think that anything like after four is is considered an album. Yeah, so we're going to go with album because um, it sounds cool. <laughs> nah, I love it. I love it. So yeah. how did the seven, how did these seven come to, you know, make the cut and not, you know, more or less? It was just, so some of those were released as, sing, as singles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to kind of re-push some of those. And because I'm like, they really tell a whole story start to finish. I always knew that they started, they told a story start to finish. And I wanted to kind of honor that. So if you were to listen to it, you would see that. It's Now we got to thank our friends on the North Shore, the Porch Southern Fair and Juke Joint, our buddy Jonathan Post is the head chef and owner of The Porch. They are at 175 Rivers Edge Drive, right in Medford, Massachusetts. Don't want to miss this place. They have some of the best food in the region. Jonathan has brought his Nashville roots here to New England with the food, with the hospitality, and most of all, the music. Check them out, theporchsouthern.com. So I think I would be totally remiss if I didn't mention our friends over at 10thwhiskey.com. That's 10th Mountain Whiskey and Spirit Company. They're out of Vail, Colorado. Great, great friends of ours. We, um, we don't like bourbon here at the Boots and Whiskey Podcast, and they make the absolute best bourbon I've ever tasted in my entire life. And I'm not saying that because they've been great to us. They have the best bourbon, the best rye I've ever tasted in my entire life. So check them out. 10thwhiskey.com. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. Cheers. So I got into my car and I was like, oh my God, what happened? Can you cut that no, part it's totally out of the right. podcast? It's totally all right. I could, I could hear the, I could hear the, the ding and I was like, uh, I was I like, my it. AirPods are in. <laughs> so, so sorry. Yeah. No, it's all right. It's totally all right. I was like, um, I'm sure you can edit it. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, no, it'll be it'll be fine. That's what we'll break for a commercial. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, you tell me where we left off. Um, the last thing I I asked you about why the seven and why not less and why not more, and that you had said that some of these have been released as singles prior, and then that was it. Yeah. So some of these were, of course, um, listen. Sorry, released as singles, and I always kind of knew with this project that. It needed to tell a whole story. It's based off of a true story and true experiences. So I had to honor that, of course. And I think that this project kind of shows that. Um, but yeah, and I just think that it it also kind of, towards the end, peaks at new sounds and new things. Did I lose you again? Yeah, yep. That's okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, 
No, no, no. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. I've I've been in my car doing interviews and I lose people all the time. So like totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for... it tells a story start to finish, and I think that the end of the EP kind of leaves you on a positive note, and it definitely hints at some of the new sound and new themes and just it's going to be a great transition into the new music that I'm already really excited to be playing with in the studio so I'm just that's awesome that that, that yeah. was going to be my next question of, <laughs> of you know yeah obviously you know this one just came out but you know we all know you know you got to think about what's next right always so could you if you needed to like if somebody came to you and was like listen you need to put out something right now today could you put out something right now today um very close to <laughs> okay cool very close to I'm like give me a little bit more time but we are actually we just finished vocals for something fun um we're working on a selena cover so i'll just oh, i'll just cool. tell you that yeah so i think that that's going to be a really cool transition um into some of the things that we're going to be playing around with in sounds um for this new project oh, but i'm excited um, for that yeah we did a country latin country night at um at a showcase I guess in the month of September, because that's when Latin Heritage Month was here. And um, and we had such a great positive, um, I mean, it was actually kind of a crazy crowd because everybody was just like, why don't we do more of this? And we're like, you're right, we need to do more of this. But I did a duet that I actually posted to social media from the show with my good friend, Jimencio. Jimencio is a Latin Grammy winning artist. He's incredible. He's beyond talented. And we did this fun duet and I think enough people were like, "Are you guys? You guys should record that." And we're, then we're like, "Okay, I guess we'll record it." So we're recording it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Now we we've talked we talked to Molly Lovett not too long ago, and we talked about your you guys is yeah uh, our collaboration. Duet. Yeah, yeah, collaboration. All that's a good way to say it. Um, now she gave her art her experience with it. Now. How did that come about, you know, on your end? Yeah, so Molly's a good friend. And of course, we work with a lot of the same people. And we've always just connected. And um, we got together, I think we've written a couple times before then. Um, and she had this idea. We had the melody. And then I think we were able to kind of write everybody's as tight pretty quickly because it was kind of it's kind of a funny song if you're really listening to it. It's just kind of right. calling out the playboys out there. And I think it was just a blast. And it, I, I just had such a fun time with that one. And then we did the video at a local bar called um, Red Door. And that was a fun experience too. And it was funny because you're usually there like at the very end of your night. And we were there so early before they opened, obviously for the day shooting in there so it was just kind of funny to be in there doing that that's awesome that's that's fun i i love it when you know people we know you know kind of get together and, and do things together it's it's fun to see yeah uh, now for for a lot of the playing out you do i see that you play out at um the listening room quite a bit i do i love i love being at the listening room so much um in fact i think i'm there I, I just can't believe it's November. So everything that I booked that's for November felt so far away. And I'm like, oh, that's actually a few days away. But I will be there the 20th, I believe, which is that Monday before Thanksgiving with the song Suffragette. So that's going to be a good time. 
Nice. No, I, I as I've scrolled through your your social medias, I've also noticed that you play quite a bit with another friend of ours, Taylor O'Connor. Do you are you guys close? I love Taylor. Yeah, she's a close friend. She actually was a writer on one of my songs, Reverse. Oh my god, I love her so much. She's that. She actually she's, grew up. She's a Massachusetts far. girl. Yeah, she grew up right down the street from me. Apparently, and, and like when we were talking about her dad is actually from the same town I grew up in. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I love her. She is so talented. She's so young. She's so talented. So she's going to do really cool things, too. Yeah, she's awesome. I love her. She's such a sweetheart and such a, you know. And she's hilarious. She is. It, you know, it, it's fun. It's been fun seeing her, like, kind of, like, come into her own in the last couple of years and, like, have that, I like, agree. here I am, like, F you kind of attitude. And I love it. 1,000%. I love it. <laughs> Though, and I also noticed that you had played Whiskey Jam last year. Mm-hmm. Now, I I need to know because I I've never actually, unfortunately, I've never, I never saw Whiskey Jam when it was at um, its previous location. Yes. Um, now, I saw on one of them, I saw on the post that you were at like the top of the list, right? Now, mm-hmm. do they put that? Does that mean you were like the top billing for that night? I remember that night. I think I was. I played Whiskey Jam several times over the years, so I'm. I'm oh, okay. one of the lucky ones that got to play that venue certain times. Actually, you know, the weirdest, I think the weirdest show I've ever played was Whiskey Jam. And it was, I'm not kidding. It was that Thursday. It was because they do Mondays and Thursdays. It was the Thursday where COVID was like, there was a rumor that everything was going to shut down. But we were like, no way. But yeah. we were still scared of germs, but we didn't have a protocol. So everybody was there that was like, it was just a very weird, eerie vibe. And that was the last Whiskey Jam for a really long time. Yeah. So I got to play that one where it was like, yeah, it was just, who would have thought? But yeah, Ward is awesome. And, yeah, uh, you know, growth is, it's like a, it's a business at the end of the day. I, I am a little bummed that it's not in Midtown anymore because it people haven't been in Nashville. Midtown is definitely more, I would say, accessible. You know, a lot of college life is down there. It's not as touristy as downtown. So it's also just somewhere that like I can easily quick pop in quick leave. But downtown's just a different vibe. I think most downtowns are you have to figure out the parking and the Ubering and there's a lot of tourists. So it's a whole it'll be different. But at the same time I'm I'm happy for them because I think that they're also venturing off into a lot of other things and who knows at the same bar at a regular thing as well. So maybe the new generation of new songwriters will be able to have something like that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's quite interesting, you know, the way, you know, these places have kind of like built themselves up, you know, with winners and losers and then tin roof and um, you know, the like, in the listening room, you know, all these places, because like, it's almost like that's where the singer songwriter in town are kind of coming up and coming through, you know, obviously there's still the bluebird and stuff like that, but you know, it's like, those are the places in Midtown that are really, you know, um, nurturing this talent. And it's, and that's another thing. It's like, it's, it's also just part of what makes Nashville special. Um, just having all these independent artist type of outlets, you know, and showcases. But 
there's so many other ones popping up all over town. So I think that, you know, it's all, it's okay. It's okay. Change is good, I guess. Yeah. 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 So uh, I got a few things for you. And again, I think I, uh, you know, I, I can't thank you enough for uh, coming on and getting up early and chatting. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and doing the thing. Um, so the new stuff you're working on, obviously not until next year at this point, right? Yes. Well, we'll okay. release it next year. Right. Now, do you have a timetable on when that will be released or is that still kind of up in the air? I'm going to go with, let's hope by February. Okay. That's good hope. It's good hope. Yeah. Um, Don't quote now, me on that. Don't hold me I, to that. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to wait till February 1st. And I'm going to be like, hey, where where's is, it at? Where, where's it at, girl? Um <laughs> Now, because we are the Boots of Whiskey podcast, obviously I have to ask about your boots and your mm-hmm. whiskey of choice. Or are you more of a tequila girl? And again, that probably sounds super, super racist and I apologize. But No, whiskey. I am a tequila girl. Whiskey, yeah. unfortunately, like dark, any dark liquor gives me a terrible, terrible migraine. Um, oh, I, so yeah, it's fun it, to even attempt it. I did a whiskey tasting with my boyfriend's family a couple months back. And I mean, I think I barely like sipped it and I was sick the rest of the day. I was just like, oh. I, yeah, it, not fun. So sorry. I'm a tequila no, girl. That's right. What, okay. <laughs> then what kind, what is your tequila of choice? I love a Blanco tequila. Something know, easy and go to. So. It's easy. It's easy to sip on. Um, I love Casamigos. I don't think you could go wrong with that. Um, I one that I found recently that doesn't have all these crazy additives and it makes you feel as bad. And those are just things that you have to consider when you get over a certain age, <laughs> so that you don't feel terrible the next day. So that's kind of where I'm at with my drinking these days. I got to think about the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. You know, it's it's funny. Like I never. I've never gotten into tequila like at all and only because I had a few instances when I was young where it was, you know, you know, that, that, that video that goes around where the girl's like tequila and she's like, you know, about to throw up. That's how I feel about tequila. Um, I get it. I get it. So, yeah, but you know, but also on the flip side, like I hear so many people rave about it, especially like when you get, when you find something that really is good and works and, and stuff like it's yeah I think that when you get to a certain I'm gonna say age you just realize like I can't do that anymore I could do this I cannot do that anymore yeah yeah it's um you just know your limits (laughs) you do you you, oh you learn your limits really fast (laughs) you learn them oh yeah yeah maybe yeah I learned a little slower than others because I was stubborn and I'm like no I've learned (laughs) yeah yeah I mean I think we've all we've all been down that road you know because yeah. my first um my first real experience with tequila was with uh Lacey K Booth I don't know if you know who she is yeah um she was up here for a show and we were we were chatting and she had been on the the podcast and um she was like this is what you need to this is what you need to have if you're having tequila and it wasn't bad it wasn't bad at all but I don't know if I could make that a regular thing yeah, I understand that. Shots too are a different story. Oh God, it's too early. Yeah, it's no, too thank early. you. <laughs> too, yeah, sorry. 
Yeah, that was all right. Um, now, what about your boots? I really like Ariad's because I feel like they have really good like arch support, and I also think about that too. Yeah. So I've got a couple pairs of those. Yeah, I I have a pair of Ariad's and I have a pair of Dixons and. Yeah, my Ariats are for like my everyday use. So my Dixons are for like if I'm if I'm going out, nice. Yeah, you know? practical. I I yeah. I'm, I mean I'm pretty short, so I love anything with a little bit of a heel. So I've always been drawn to a, more of a booty, even if it's not a cowboy boot that has a little bit of a western e type of feel for more everyday use. So yeah, love boots. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. I'm pretty short for a guy, so anything that has a heel on it, like I need to learn how to walk again and uh it also makes makes me taller so it's not bad yeah Uh, (laughs) a bonus yeah well andrea thank you so much for coming on and being a part of this this morning and you know being a part of the show and you know i greatly appreciate you taking the time and and talking to me about you and it's been great to get to know you and you know anything we can do for you in the future please just let us know absolutely thank you so much this was a lot of fun Good. I'm glad you enjoyed, and I hope you have a great rest of your day and your weekend. You too. Bye. Bye. Dallas Jackson here with Tipsy Music. Artists, are you tired of getting $5 to play Freebird? How are you getting fans to engage with your own music? Venmo and Linktree are just temporary solutions until now. Tipsy Music is the one-stop shop for live music to make your life easier and monetize your set list. Tipsy takes Venmo, Apple Pay, Google Pay, and even credit cards all through your unique Tipsy QR code. Best part is no app to download, so fans can pay you quickly and get back to getting tipsy while watching you do what you do best. Sign up for free today at tipsymusic.com. That's T-I-P-S-E-E music.com at tipsymusic on all socials. Long live live music. Also, don't forget our friends over at hogwashandrhinestones.com. Our good friend Ray is the owner over there. She makes incredible clothing that you've seen all over the place from Nashville to Boston to everywhere in between. Some really big names have worn her stuff. That's hogwash, the letter N, rhinestones.com. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. You won't be disappointed. Check them out. Hogwash and rhinestones.com. Well, there you have it, everyone, our conversation with Andrea Vasquez. Again, Andrea, thank you so much for taking the time and telling us your story had a great time with you here on the show we cannot wait to see what else you do your music is fantastic your voice your storytelling absolutely top notch again thank you thank you so much for being here um and all of our friends over at brickshore media thank you again for everything uh we couldn't have these great episodes we've had lately without you so thank you so much for that um coming up friday we have two more episodes coming out I can't for the life of me remember who they are off the top of my head, but they're good. I know Ricky Duran is one of them, and the other one, oh my god, I'm drawing a blank because it's not sitting in front of me. Um, yeah, it's somebody. It's somebody. I can't. I, I, it, you know what? It is what it is. You'll find out when I find out. Um, no, I'm just kidding. It, but there is two episodes on Friday. There will be an episode, I believe, coming out on saturday there won't be anything sunday or monday and then episode 200 will come out on tuesday kicking off next week we have a ton of episodes coming out next week too and then we're gonna start off season nine on january 2nd as of right now so stay tuned and we might have something special too that week an additional episode but we will see 
what happens. Um, so thank you so much if you're new to the show. Tune in on Friday to see what we do. Go to our socials, see what we're up to. Again, thank you all so much for everything. Um, as I said at the beginning here at the Boots and Whiskey Podcast, it's all about real people, real stories, and real country, guys. Thank you so much. Again, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and until next time, guys, keep those boots on the ground, the whiskey in the glass. Cheers. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you Friday. Good night.